0: So, Will, you heard about uh, you heard about this outbreak? Uh huh. You're following it. I, I know you're following it. Yes. You're big on it. Like you, you just stay up to date, mm-hmm. which is good. Somebody around here has to stay up to date mm-hmm. and then inform us. Well, it didn't really hit. It didn't really hit the tech world until today. Actually, I don't know if it was today. It might have been, it might have been the, uh, affecting the tech world probably before today, but we have a story today. And the reason I'm saying it's probably going to uh, have affected it prior to today is because of the epicenter of where this outbreak took place in China. Mm-hmm. Talk about the corona.
1: Yes. Wuhan.
0: And that's all also where all your stuff comes from. We think these iPhones are coming from. Hmm. And so we have this story today on Reuters, your favorite news source. Mostly because you enjoy saying the name. So go ahead. You have some <laughs> time here if you'd like. Uh, Reuters.
1: There you go. I Reuters. said
0: it right. do. Reuters. Gold Bond, Willie Do. Gold Bond. Yeah. Uh, exclusive. I don't know what makes it exclusive. Reuters has some inside sources, I guess. And uh, at the front of the article, it says Taipei. Reuters in Taipei. Now, you know the thing about Taipei, you don't know think about Taiwan. You've been there. Were you with me? Taipei, Taiwan, you're talking about Foxconn. You understand? You see the rhymes? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're talking about Foxconn, you're talking about iPhone. You're talking about Apple. And uh, because of this outbreak, it's now... We're starting to see an impact on the tech world. Mm. It's starting to influence the tech news. And so that's where it sort of crossed over into coverage for this show, where you start to to properly recognize the potential for something like this, not just to affect human human beings who are uh, directly connected to it, human beings who are um, exposed to it or in these locations that have the worst part of the outbreak, but also people around the world in different ways, considering this potential slowdown in manufacturing, uh, Foxconn could see a big production impact and shipments to customers, including Apple, face disruption if a Chinese factory halt due to the coronavirus outbreak extends into a second week. So, uh, now I I can understand people are probably, you could look at this and say, you're worried about your iPhone right now? Yeah. Man, people are in rough shape right now. Yeah. You talking about your iPhone right now? Mm -hmm. So that could be rude, but, but... What's, what's, what's interesting, you dig a little deeper or you at least, uh, you know, you think about it from a different angle, angle and you realize, well, it's not just you and your iPhone or the price you're paying for it or the lack of availability to get it because of the shutdowns in the factories. Also, what happens to those workers that aren't sick but can't really get back to business, mm-hmm. back to their lives? Mm-hmm. Are they getting paid in the meantime? Are they getting the same amount if they would have been working? Are they getting the same opportunities? Uh, what, do they, what do their lives look like in the meantime? Mm-hmm. So it's like multifaceted, the type of impact that this, this potentially has right here. Uh, but anyway, in different regions, they've, they've had a varying degree of shutdown. Uh, and and v- varying dates for expectations for coming back. And it ranges from February 8th all the way up to February 10th. Of course, in the south of China, closer to the epicenter, those dates have been pushed back the furthest. Uh, but that's where the majority of manufacturing takes place as well. So the potential for impact is also greatest for the, for the from a global perspective in the south. Mm-hmm. It's where your gadgets are coming from. It's where a lot of your stuff is coming from. Uh, Taiwan's Foxconn, which makes smartphones for Apple and other brands, has halted almost all of its production in China after companies were told to shut until at least February 10th. Now, this is according to Reuters' exclusive source, who is unnamed, but he's a source, he or she is a source familiar with the matter. A source to be trusted, according to Reuters. Reuters, a source you trust. I do. Therefore, you see how that works? They trust their source. You trust trust them as a source. source. There's a lot of trust getting passed around here. You trust them, they trust this. The source told Reuters on Monday that Foxconn has so far seen a fairly small impact from the outbreak as it was utilizing factories in countries including Vietnam, India, and Mexico to fill the gap from the domestic shutdown within China. Now, as of right now, the company says we can make up for that delay if we get back to work on the 10th. Mm -hmm. But some people are speculating that it ain't going to be as easy as it sounds to get back to work on the 10th. If things don't lighten up with this outbreak, Mm -hmm. it could extend into another week, at which point then it really starts to impact the economics. And I get it. I hear the criticism. Forget about the economics. Human beings. But human beings are also affected by the economics. Right. Like I said before, even the people who work there, it's so interconnected in the communities there. I've been there. There was also Chinese
1: there. New Year, which um, probably had a delay um people taking off breaks. Mm. And then you have this outbreak. Came at a terrible virus. time. Yeah. Came like, at a terrible are time. People just not working.
0: Yeah. Like a so Anyway, it's it's it obviously sucks. Um nobody nobody wants this, but it does seem to be the thing at the moment. The best thing to do mm-hmm. is in the meantime, because you don't. This thing spreads; it gets worse. You, you rush to get back, and then you could end up with a bigger problem than you had in the first place. Now, apparently, they want people to be honest. They want workers to tell the truth if they've been sick. They're trying to incentivize people to tell the truth. In the event that people don't, they set up a hotline to encourage employees to report those who had broken those rules they may have been infected. Decide to work anyways, and there's a reward of $29 oh. if you out somebody anonymously. Oh, man. The company said employees who follow the rules will be paid as usual, and those who fail to do so will be severely punished, although it did not elaborate. Oh. But like I said, it's a serious situation, so regardless of how you look at this, uh, pe- people, people got to limit their exposure to other people when something like this happens Mm -hmm. there's no other way around it it's the best the, the best way to deal with it but it's really it turns out it's hard to live a life it's especially hard to live a productive life when you can't leave your premises right in 2020 you can't get out of your space and and that's where we're at right now so anyway you may see this uh start to impact more tech companies it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds and how far reaching those effects happen to be beyond just the human physical toll but also into the economic side of things. Uh, speaking of Apple, here's an interesting one. Apple has quietly launched in-home repairs for iPhones. In-home. You ever imagine Apple come to visit you will? Oh, that's what that's what they do. Uh, that's what it's a new thing, all right? I and they new... like send
1: you a kit or something.
0: Mm-mm. No kit. It's not like I fix it. Apple wants to send a person to to Willy Do's house, you specifically, you'd be at the top of their list. Yeah. And you got a busted iPhone and somebody knocks on your door. say, are you Willy Do? You say, check the gold bond. It's definitely (laughs) me. And then then they're like, okay, put the gold bond away. I realize you're doing the application right now, but put the gold bond away and let us- Itchy feet. And then let us take a look at your phone. It's odd. I don't know why that feels to me a little too uh, intrusive. I don't, maybe I just, maybe it's just me. But I just, I don't know. Where do you sit? Where does he sit down in the house? Yeah. The guy comes to fix the phone. Where do you set him up? Is he in the kitchen? Yeah, the dining table. He's at the dining table. What if you got a tight premises, Well, You got a tight little apartment. You know, four or five hundred square feet yeah where do you put them
1: no elevator
0: yeah what if you just got a bedroom where do you put them things get weird well some people live in small spaces Uh uh-huh you call them up it's very weird it would be super intimate and Mm -hmm. and these things they take time right Mm -hmm. these uh repairs can take time so now it's you and the guy from apple and is there chit chat is there small talk
1: I'm just like, uh, you go over there, I'll, Maybe I'll it is. my room.
0: Maybe you just pull out your newspaper yeah. and you put it right in front of your face. <laughs> and then on the other side, you just have your phone. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're rolling out. It's a new concept. I could see some people liking it. Uh, for the record, if you are uh, you know, a grandma or something, you might not be super uh, mobile. And I can see... you. you, you <laughs> she has an iMac. You enjoy... <laughs> You it's remember like, the days where they would bring the milk to the front door in the glass container, yeah. and, and this feels like that? And and who knows? You can still select. So if, if you, this makes you feel uncomfortable, you could still just go into the store, which Apple does a good job of. Yeah. It's not too many manufacturers. You can just walk in the store and say, fix this right now in the tech game. They just don't have the infrastructure for that. They don't have the stores mapped out in all these major cities. So Apple does a great job of that. And, they, and maybe they're just trying to... Uh. Expand the diversity of different ways that they can take care of you. Now, granted, okay, reading about it, it's only a few cities for this launch that are currently a part of this uh, service. On site repairs are available in Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Now, speculation from techspot.com seems to think that that could have something to do with Apple Cares repair partners in those cities that they might be using a third-party service Mm kind of like how if you have a you might have an issue with your cable tv or something Mm -hmm. or your internet and you could see a contractor come that just contracts on behalf of Rogers or Bell or whoever your telco happens to be so the uh the company here apparently is called go tech services of course I don't know this is speculation at the moment now you can still go ahead and schedule a repair in the store as well as you would normally do with the geniuses and all that. And there's only certain types of repairs that they're capable of doing inside your premises. And you might be surprised. I was initially thinking maybe a battery or something. It's screens, screen repairs. And it turns out on these modern iPhones, that's actually one of the easier repairs to do. Yes. And one of the most common repairs that people would need. Uh The broken screen, it's the nightmare. It's frequent. I see people in public with the broken screen, and they put off repairing it because it can't be without their phone. And that, that's the type of repair where you, you, you do start to think that maybe people would take advantage of an at-home.
1: Yeah, I, I changed my mind. I think this is pretty good. You like it? This is pretty convenient. It's pretty useful. Yeah, so
0: you don't even have to disrupt your breakfast. Yeah,
1: and if they could just stay in the corner and just work on it, I mean, that's totally Well, fine.
0: that's the part. That's the part that gets a little bit. Now, for the record, Will, I can chit-chat. I can small talk. Yes, you can. Uh, I am not usually one of these guys. Now, listen, I respect everybody's point of view. Maybe not everybody's. Uh-huh. I typically respect most points of view. I can, uh-huh. I can, I can understand where people are coming from. You know, Some people, they say, I get into an Uber, and I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to mind my own business. If somebody talks to me in Uber, I, I entertain. Now, granted, I'm not in an Uber every day. Mm-hmm. And, and recently, not as much. But I entertain. I have a chat. But uh, they have to, uh, you know. Only, they only if, they, it only on if it's initiated. Hey, how yeah. you doing? Only if it's initiated. And I, and I understand. All circumstances are different. You might be in a bad mood. You had a bad business meeting. It's just not the time mm-hmm. to put your headphones in or whatever. But I'm just, you know, I I just find it interesting what the the social etiquette would be for the Apple repair guy in your yeah. house, where you put him, and how much banter and how much chit chat, or does it go right to work, right to business? Because because, or maybe he takes it in the truck. I don't know. Maybe he has a workstation in the truck. He uh, just yeah. takes it and he does it in the driveway. I'm not sure, but maybe I'm a, maybe I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm obsessed in a way that other people are not. I just think it's your private premises. It's a bit different,
1: for sure, for sure.
0: But and it's again, convenient. You know, like, I've had things. There's things that happen at your house where there's no mandate for the chit chat. There's a hey, how's it going? But then you show the problem. For example, I had a, a hot water heater replaced, and there's no expect. We're in the we're in the basement. There's no expectation that I pull up a stool. Yeah. But this, this instead, you need a workspace. It's just a funny thought for me. Will, mm-hmm. can you give me that at least?
1: No, there's interesting scenarios there. Maybe they can just uh, tell you what what the plan is, like when when they come, mm-hmm. give you like a heads up on the motion of things.
0: Yeah, and in the future, by the way, I don't even think it's iPhones that represent the best opportunity here or the the, the most convenient version of this it's it's obviously like if you had a big iMac that's what's stated here yeah it's like a 27 inch you ever see people try to lug an iMac into an Apple store it's a nightmare Mm -hmm. it's the thing that nightmares are made of most of my it's what happens in most of my nightmares it's me lugging an iMac yeah it's terrible just off a cliff we've all had that it's just me with an iMac just lugging it straight off a cliff Mm. that's a question for the psychologists in the crowd and psychiatrists what does that mean break it down for it's me sort of heavy load break it down for me yeah.
1: uh it's like but yeah uh, you have one of, no but but you, you have, have one lot of those of emotional weight
0: no you have one of these big systems and it's a nightmare to lug it and if somebody could come and replace something on it yeah in in house look it's convenient it's good way to go good, good job apple it's an option if you want to take advantage of it this, this next story is bananas, all right? This is crazy stuff. This is kind of Black Mirror-ish, post-apocalyptic future technology, not what you think. It's, it kind of exposes the way... Okay, let me just give you a breakdown. This man created traffic jams on Google Maps using a red wagon full of iPhones. Phones, not iPhones. They're act- actually Android phones. So he just pulled 99 activated phones with Google Maps open da- up and down the street to create fake traffic jams. Mm. Now he's some type of artist, some type of as you w- as it would be, yeah. And strike me as the type of thing you would do well on a Tuesday. It's causing ruckus. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's like some or, new age or. tech. It's like some tech graffiti type of thing. Uh, uh, it's like look what. And apparently, well, first of all, on the Google Maps front, if you have 99 phones running Google Maps and you roll them up and down a the street, then Google Maps is going to think you got 99 cars jamming up that street. Uh-huh. And so it shows up red on the map, and then people get diverted onto other paths and end up in traffic jams elsewhere because they couldn't go down the main path, which actually happened to be empty except for Red Wagon Guy. Yeah. You, you follow what I'm saying here? Back and forth. Back and forth. And he would just have to go back and forth a few times, actually. And he got to watch maps as it was. Updating and he got his wonderful red line, his jam, and then he can move on to his next jam. Now he claims, all right, the whole statement here, because you can't do art without a statement, Will. So you got to know what the whole statement is. It's something about how we look at technology and we just trust it. Data, trust it. Data, love it. Traffic jam, I'm out of here. Yeah. And Now, granted, he's obviously intentionally manipulating it. It is a type of hack. But nonetheless, if you or or I happened to be in that city at that time, we would have diverted around that traffic jam. And our entire day would have been altered based on bad intel, based on bad data. Uh And we would never have thought twice about it. Yeah. It's almost, it's this idea that data must be true And humans must be lying. Right? Like, you ask a guy on the side of the road, I heard there's a traffic jam down the street. Nah, it's good. Go for it. Turn left at the old pump house. I don't even know what a pump house is. (laughs) I don't know what a pump house is. That's a name for a pump house is like a, like an indie gas station. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying right now? Mm. Like a coffee house is to Starbucks? A pump house is... Is this true? What am I saying? Right like Can I get a cool definition level. on a pump house real quick before I start... Before I put myself oh, in my a... my H button. Before I put myself H-T in a... Really oh, God. Too well. What does this mean? This could be bad. There's a place in Richmond Hill. It's a grill. The pump house grill. There's a pump house restaurant. Okay, a pump house...
1: <laughs> it's... A lot
0: of uh, wait a second, a pump. hang on a second. Images here. A pump house is a thing that you would have a well. It's I think it's that thing in the top right. It's a house that you would put around your well, where you, where your well would pump water. And then for some reason, a lot of pubs and restaurants use the name. Maybe because you have kegs, and a keg Perhaps. tap has a pump on it. Anyway, look whatever.
1: Oh, well, that's a nice one
0: whatever, sidetrack. People get mad at the sidetrack, Will. I try to tell them it's part of the journey.
1: Yeah. The the
0: journey is not a straight line.
1: We'll get somewhere.
0: If your journey is on a straight line, guess what happens? You fall asleep at the wheel. Mm. All right? You take a few turns. You turn left. You turn right. You hit a couple Gs on a tight turn. Keeps
1: you on your toes. Yeah. Make sure that you're alive,
0: man. Yeah. Stick with it. You don't want that straight line. No. You never did, even though you thought you did. Mm -hmm. It seemed the best. Path of least resistance. What did you learn? You learned that a line was straight? Good for you. I already knew it. So did you. I'm still learning that. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so this guy, obviously, uh, he screwed up all types of straight lines himself (laughs) with the fake Google Maps. And, And like I said, he... The installation, the art installation. Now, I need to say, art or not, people got screwed up that day. Uh, Of course, you have to also showcase the other side of the argument, which is, what about somebody who had to get A to B, got diverted, ended up in a separate traffic jam because they couldn't go down the the usual corridor because they got the bad intel. And this guy's basically, he's responsible for them missing the date They had a Mm -hmm. date. This is a really busy bridge,
1: like, looking at
0: it. Right. You know, it doesn't seem like it's... So regular people, even even though he's making a comment about Google and the way we trust it, the effect and the impact on the humans, we can't quantify how people got screwed up that day because of it. And then that's where things get a bit squirrely. So there, there's there, there's definitely going to be some criticism lodged this guy. And you can imagine how screwy it could get if if all of a sudden that became a trend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And people try to ha- hack maps or hack traffic or whatever. Be, I don't know. It wouldn't be too hard. It's actually. apparently not too hard. You got a red wagon, you, you just hacked everything. Yeah. I mean, he got 99 phones. It's a bit of an expensive experiment, but... So there you have it. His point is don't trust all the data because he might be out there screwing it up or someone else, someone else with an agenda. Who knows? You can go check out the article. It's on Motherboard. And it goes into a little bit more depth about the motivation for it. But nonetheless, it's it's kind of interesting. It does feel easy to screw it up. It does, yeah. It feels easy to screw it up. Speaking of screwing it up, we got a story about BlackBerry. <laughs> I didn't intend I did not intend to have that particular segue. Uh and for the record, I feel like BlackBerry was always in a hard spot with the amount of growth that they had. BlackBerry at its peak was around 20% market share. I mean, that's enormous. It, it, they just were so far ahead of the game in terms of smartphones and somehow It's been nothing but trouble since. It's just you're up against these massive players. Of course, the iPhone started it. And it's just been, well, pretty much a disaster ever since. So much so that they've basically gotten out of the smartphone hardware business. And then that was outsourced or licensed to the Chinese company, TCL. Mm -hmm. And apparently, TCL now is now about to stop making the BlackBerry phones that they make. So it might be the real rip. RIP the rip as the uh, uh, as the youngsters of 2020 like to say mm. of course i don't keep up with that you do
1: did you own a blackberry
0: absolutely i owned a bunch of them oh. and uh, i had the bbms
1: do you have fond memories
0: i was on the bbms okay. there was a time where that was the cool thing to do yes where encrypted add me on bbm dude mm. yeah what did you call it? your pin yeah yeah give me your pin so it's my pin. I got a pin? I feel important. I got a pin? I'm just a guy in high school. I got a pin now? Sick. Yeah. So I'm, you go from high school to Wall Street in like two minutes. <laughs> you just got a pin. Anyway, so TCL, about their deal. Okay, so to be clear, this is a, an article from Business Insider. The company keeping BlackBerry phones alive will stop selling them later this year, marking the final nail in the coffin for the once dominant phone brand. All right, so it doesn't necessarily mean the end of BlackBerry hardware. BlackBerry could rapidly attempt to seek out some next partner and create some sort of a licensing deal. But the fact that TCL didn't re-up, it's kind of some indication that it ain't so hot. It's like you got a free agent, Will, in sports. And he doesn't get the contract extension offer. Yeah, they're like, nah, we're good. Yeah, you, yeah, go test yourself in the open market. Yeah, Yeah, go, go be a free agent. That's not a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Go have fun. Yeah, go see what you can get in the marketplace. It's fine with us. No man, it's a hot commodity. That next deal, they get something done. So the fact that there's nothing done with the with this uh, uh, after this initial agreement. Is an indication to me that it didn't do as much for TCL as TCL might have hoped. You see the BlackBerry stock dipping hard. You know when Willie Do is bringing up the market summary, we just got into business mode, which is mm. actually your favorite mode to be in. It's interesting to see. Yeah, of course it is. Especially, I mean, if you especially if you go to max, hit max on that graph. Look at that my peak my right my there, Will. Almost two hundred fifty dollars a share. When the banking. iPhone came out. Two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, yeah. two thousand and seven. Yeah, it's nuts, man. I mean, it's really crazy how things can change and twist and turn, and how rapidly it can all happen. That you can go from two thousand and seven, hot, piping hot, like a hot tea, mm-hmm. on a cold winter morning. Oh, the best. You can go to no to nothing. You can go to a lukewarm. You no, know, you're not even lukewarm. You're room temperature. Oh. It's the worst worst. temperature. Room temperature. Who wants room temperature? That killed me when I was in China. Room temperature water. I died. Remember that? And it was flat. I I mean cold or hot. I can't be in the middle. (laughs) I can't live there. I can't live like that. That's the straight line I'm talking about. (laughs) This is true. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. Call me crazy. So this agreement wraps up. And uh, BlackBerry comes out and says, look. We're not going to make a statement. We're not going to claim one way or the other that we're going to continue to make these phones, but we're going to support the current portfolio of BlackBerry devices strictly from a support perspective until February of 2022. Now, if you come out and say that specifically, you got this really this date, it does sound to me like you're wrapping things up. Now, in the meantime, since TCL was making the BlackBerry hardware, BlackBerry started to focus on other things with what they have remaining. Uh-huh. Um, certain security products and software products and things like this. So they've transitioned kind of away from the hardware thing. They've bowed out. And also TCL has gone on to create many of their own phones. They never stopped doing that. So they don't necessarily need the BlackBerry relationship either. Plus, the company shut down BBM last May. So it could this could be the real one, Well. That could be the real end right there.
1: Are you going to pour one out?
0: Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. You know. That's a good idea. Yeah. When you pour one out, though, as far as I know, when you pour one out, it's supposed to be a 40, right? Yes, you're pouring a lot out. It's weird because you see people mess with it and then they pour out a shot or something. I feel like that you're not pouring out enough. <laughs> but see, it says to pour out an alcoholic drink on the ground in Tribute. It's any alcoholic drink because then I'll just pour out like a drizzle. It just doesn't feel significant enough.
1: You got to pour the whole.
0: Yeah, but the whole bottle. is not even enough. It's supposed—I think it's supposed to be a forty. It's the a big thing. bottle. You're the just sitting thing. there pouring it out because you're thinking. Now maybe I got that wrong. I don't know where the 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 absolute origin was, but I think if you're gonna pour one out. You got to go get a 40 of Old English or, or Colt 45 or whatever is yeah. in your neighborhood and you got to pour that out, the malt liquor. Mm. You ever had one of those, Will?
1: Malt liquor?
0: Yeah, like a like a 40 of malt liquor of Old English or I had Colt a 45. 45. Okay. Wait, yeah. Colt 45 is not malt liquor though, is it? It might be beer. Old English is definitely malt liquor. Yeah is a col, is col 45 malt liquor. That's what we need to know. Cuz I don't remember. I got to be honest. I haven't I haven't I haven't had one of these in a long time. So, we got to get to the bottom of it. It is a malt liquor. All right. Which what is a malt liquor because you could like isn't a beer beverage malted as well? Cuz we didn't didn't we had the malt beer at the Korean spot and we loved it. So what constitutes a malt liquor? Anyway, of course, we're talking about Old English and Colt 45. That's what you're supposed to pour out. So you can't be acting like you're pouring one out. You got to get the fundamentals correct. And maybe I got them all wrong. But I I might have them all wrong. But there are some fundamentals. So figure out what they are. I think it's supposed to be a 40 as far as I can tell. So, yes, you know what, Will? That's what you and I are going to do on the next episode on (laughs) On the next episode
1: we're just live on the show
0: uh, live on the show you're gonna have an old english and i'm gonna have a colt 45 okay on behalf of blackberry i don't think we're gonna pour i don't we're gonna pour it out we'll pour out a little bit i don't know know. (laughs) isn't that exciting speaking of food and beverage tim hortons which canadians know but Americans might not, people around the world. Tim, I mean, it's got a name for itself now. Beloved. It's Beloved uh, in Canada. And, yeah. it's, and people seem to know it around the world because I'll, I'll see a post from somebody from the U.S. They come to Toronto. Got to get that Tim Hortons. And you yeah. say, oh, okay, so people know what's up. I don't know.
1: They are in the U.S. too.
0: They are. They're starting to expand into yeah. other places. I know they're in the Middle East a little bit. I saw Tim Hortons in Dubai. and mm. Anyway, Tim Hortons, the coffee shop, donut shop. Canadian origin, uh, namesake of a famous NHL hockey player, Tim Horton himself. Uh, tragic, tragic death, car accident. Oh. I did the yeah. Uh, poor one L for him too. Poor one L for him too, for good old Tim Horton. They're running a commercial right now. Wayne Gresky, Ray, Wayne Gretzky gets an autograph from Tim Horton at one of the first Tim Hortons. It's all very sentimental. Anyway, yeah. So the chain, the chain keeps going and they keep experimenting. And one of their experiments, it's a big chain. How many Tim Hortons we got in town right here? 20? Almost every block. Yeah, 20. In town right here. I'll tell you what. You got a Tim Hortons on every corner, I'll tell you. Get a donut. Yeah, you get a donut at Horton. You go see your buddy Horton. You get yourself a maple dip donut, don't you? Yeah. yeah, you do, don't you? In a hot coffee. Yeah. And you might even get a Timbit if you were to do it. And what what kind of Timbit would you even have? You might have uh, an old-fashioned Timbit. Uh, yeah. You might have it. Anyway, so they're experimenting outside the realm of just donuts and coffee, and they have been for a long time. They got into the breakfast sandwiches. As you would because McDonald's tearing it up all day. Uh All day breakfast. Vin will tell you about it. Yesterday, he comes in, he tells us, he, he, he enlightens us on the hash brown. On the hash brown issue. Yeah. The hash brown stop at a certain time. He's so upset. He was sitting over there. Frown on his face. So maybe one maybe we'll have him explain how it all works on uh-huh. an episode an upcoming episode but Tim Hortons has to combat McDonald's locally and to hold on to your coffee business you got to serve the breakfast sandwich crowd. I don't know if you knew that. Oh yeah. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to get a breakfast sandwich and then they start to pick the place based on the breakfast sandwich and all that. And breakfast wraps as well. Well, Tim Hortons being experimental, aiming to compete. They were one of the first to add the Beyond Meat products, which are tearing up Wall Street. Mm. At least they were. Beyond Meat, this uh, artificial or a meat alternative. Mm-hmm. Protein, soy-based soy pro. One of them is soy, one of them is Impossible pea protein. protein. Impossible plant-based protein in a burger form. Yes. People know, people heard. So they put it on the menu across all the breakfast sandwiches, and they even had a burger. Now, a burger at Tim Hortons is a weird vibe for anyone who knows Tim Hortons because it's a very very breakfast, coffee, pastry vibe in there. And then you add a burger, it just felt out of place. So the burger, I kind of understand it would fail, but on the breakfast sandwich side, I thought maybe the Beyond Meat thing takes off. A lot of people talking about it. Turns out, not so hot. Mm. Not so hot. More this of a warm. more of a Blackberry situation. Yeah. And Tim Hortons, again, massive chain here. Tons of locations. They have 4,000 locations in Canada to which they added Beyond Meat products less than a year ago, and they're already out of the Beyond Meat business. Mm. They bailed completely. So at first they got rid of the burger. Now they got rid of the... Beyond Meat Options, on the breakfast sandwiches.
1: Why, uh, why do you think that is?
0: We introduced a plant-based protein as a limited-time offer and to test the interest of our guests in having this alternative available. Ultimately, our guests choose to stay with the meat option in their breakfast sandwiches. So,
1: you have any thoughts on that?
0: Well, I believe that, first of all. Yeah. If people are coming, coming to the restaurant and they're ordering and they're not ordering it, why are you going to stock it? Mm-hmm. But then part of me th- wonders, how much time do you need to convert? What, what was their threshold if they said, look, we need one in 10 people to go for the beyond? H- how long do you need to give people to condition them to perceive it as an option that, that they're willing to go for? We talked to Vin yesterday after the McDonald's hash brown fiasco. He said, I'm not going to try it. I said, you're not even going to try it? I mean, he's a weird case, obviously. Yeah. Very traditional. He's the, oldest, he's the oldest young man in the world. Uh-huh. It's well known. Mm-hmm. He's a 67-year-old man trapped in a 35-year-old body. Uh-huh. So you can't, it's tough to figure out. But I think a lot of people are like that, where they just said, oh, I'm not going to try that and maybe they needed a certain number of exposures before I said, all right, fine, I'll give it a crack.
1: But you said it was like one year.
0: It was less or than a year, Oh, less than a year. You think that's long years. enough? Uh,
1: well, I think one year should be good enough, right? Yeah. I mean, beyond advertising, it's
0: just everywhere. It's a lot of advertising. Good point. So... Yeah, and maybe what happened as well, it could be the opposite, where people were willing to give it a shot, but then they never hit it up the second time. Where, yeah. where they came in, they saw the Beyond advertising in the restaurant, and they said, I'm going to try some Beyond meat on my breakfast sandwich. And then Tim Hortons, they see it in the stats. They go, oh, a lot of people tried it because we were hot in the beginning. And they say, no follow-up? People don't like it. Mm-hmm. it, it that could be another... Of course, we're speculating, but...
1: No uh, no conspiracies there? Oh, you got no. a conspiracy? Go ahead. Well, I told you yesterday.
0: What was your conspiracy?
1: <laughs> that... Uh these plant-based uh diets
0: oh like,
1: right as, yeah healthy, they started people might think.
0: oh sorry i apologize you go know. ahead go ahead it's your moment well
1: yeah. i was just gonna say the the material that they use um might not have like too much study on it i mean we've been eating meat for like hundreds thousands of years right well, so, I mean, more than that probably more than that yeah yeah and like just the fact that they have like these plant-based
0: Oh, you're, uh, yeah, I see what you're it's, saying.
1: It's like, uh, maybe there's not enough studies. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, well, look, they, definitely with anything that has that amount of hype, you're gonna, you're gonna see an eventual backlash. You're gonna see an alternative opinion at some point. And just like you, shortly after all the hype had simmered a bit, you started to see the alternative viewpoint where nutritionists, there were some various uh, columns yeah. Uh, by nutritionists saying, look, this stuff is not healthier. Uh, look at the additives. Look at the mm-hmm. this and that. And and so there's definitely the alternative points of view there. I mean, there's, on the flip side, it's going to be people saying, no, it's better. It's like every argument. It yeah. has two sides to it. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, part of me wonders, again, since a lot of people I talked to said, look, I tried it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there was a segment of people it didn't sit right with in the belly
1: like physically
0: maybe they said you know i ate that beyond i don't feel 100
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it's possible i don't know i'm, I'm not putting yeah. out there that out there as fact i'm just saying it's possible mm-hmm. it's a different type of protein than you're used to if you switch it on your breakfast sandwich every day it might affect you i don't know i don't really know so anyway point being is it's not all on the upside Give us a give us a stock check on that. Give us a beyond meat stock check. Since we're a business show. Okay, interesting. So not at its peak. Oh yeah, give us a bigger window there. Yeah, year should do. Okay. So so I mean it's it's hanging in there. Could we get an impossible? An impossible, because they're kind of in the same market, obviously. Impossible foods. Possible foods. Hmm. Are they public? Did Google just fail? Oh, they're not public? No, no, I think they're public. I think they're both public. Anyway, point being is, they're not quite as hot as they were, and people are starting to question whether or not they are the future food. I'm sure some people like it. Actually, we should ask people in the comments section, if you have tried either the Impossible product or the Beyond Meat product or any other version of it, uh, I want to hear. I want to hear your opinions, uh, flavor, health, uh, belly feelings, and uh, and whether you tried it at all or were willing to try it at all.
1: Or other like uh, meats, like they're they're coming out with pork, right?
0: Yeah, they're doing pork now. Yeah, that would give them beef, pork. Do they have chicken? I don't know what they have. They they feel like they feel like they can do whatever they want. Uh, you know the, the the next big one though, Will the real the real nutcracker is the lab grown meat, which is actually meat. Cause cause these ones kind of felt like that because of their names. Impossible. It sounded so high tech and futuristic. It's like, oh, that's pea protein. People have been doing that. Like yeah. A protein bar, right? I just ate a protein bar. Pea protein. Been out since twenty sixteen. Yeah. So I think it felt cooler than it was. When in reality, the the next-gen, the crazy one, is going to be that lab-grown one.
1: Lab-grown A5 Wagyu?
0: There. <laughs> and then we're going to have that on the show Yeah. when we drink our 40s. Colt 45, go. Old English, and we also pour one out for Blackberry.